It's like those things where like millennials think they discovered mason jars. And then all the farmers are like, we've been using these for centuries, right? Hey everyone, welcome to Frigalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy teacher, and I'm here in person, Woo! side by side with my sister, Beth. In the flesh. I'm Beth, an English teacher, new mom, and life update enthusiast. <laughs> in this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life update. <laughs> Don't chase somebody. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Ha. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. Okay, so... The biggest life update of all is that Jessica got her COVID vaccine. Yes, so I'm here in Guatemala. Double shots. Fine, that's right. Um, finally got to meet my new little niece. Yeah, so she's I'm not here. really new anymore. I know, but what else am I supposed to say? You're fairly fresh niece. <laughs> fairly fresh, yeah. So I just met my fairly fresh niece. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the biggest update. So we just thought being here together in person. Yes. Just fill you in on some updates. Yeah, this life. is way better than Zoom recording because yeah. then we can see each other. We are both under one blanket. If you want <laughs> to so make sure it, close your crazy. eyes and just imagine yeah. being under a blanket. Yeah. Yeah, so we thought we'd just do a few quick life updates to let you know what has been going on. Jessica's obviously COVID vaccine is a very large yeah, life update. Yeah, very big life update. Very my exciting. personal life update is that I broke my toe last week. If you didn't know, you can break your toe when you simply stub it on a table, walking, <laughs> and it can break. So I also learned that fracture and break are the same thing. So when someone says, oh, I have a fracture, it means break. Yeah. That's what it means. The break is yeah. layman's terms for the medical word fracture. So anyways, I broke my pinky toe on my right foot, and the frugal part of it, I can tie it into the podcast, okay. is that I went to the doctor, and he was like, well... We used to do casts, but we don't anymore. You could get a walking boot, but it would be like over $100. He was like, or you could buy some Crocs <laughs> and buddy tape your toe. So I was like, okay. So I went to the pharmacy and I got some tape, $2. I went to the market and I got some fake Crocs because I don't think they sell real Crocs in the market. Yeah. I had to go to a few different stalls to get the right size because oh. Guatemalans have smaller feet yeah. than North American Canadian white people. Yeah. Usually than me. I wear like a size 9, sometimes a size 10. So anyways, I'm going to all these different stalls trying to find a fairly neutral croc that's mm -hmm. not like bright pink. Mm -hmm. I would have just gone for the bright. I was telling you yeah. that earlier today. I would have gone for orange. Yeah. Fred told me I should just get the pink and just embrace it, but I didn't want to. Anyways, <laughs> so I found some white ones. I was like, white is, it's not professional or classy it's just white anyways I got some white ones and they were four dollars so my oh, nice. medical um frugalness was six dollars for my excellent <laughs> new um medical accoutrement or I could have gotten a walking boot so yeah that's my life update it happened a week ago I have to wear the crocs for another two weeks the reason for the crocs in case you're wondering is because they're stiff toed shoe mm -hmm. like a stiff no a stiff sole shoe and mm -hmm. so then they can't bend so then your toe stays protected oh. also for the swelling that's good to know yeah okay. anyways 
that is my life update. Okay. Number one. Number one. Jessica's going to share with us two oh. of her life updates. Yeah. I'm going to talk about my garden because that's what I talk about a lot because I love it. Yeah. So my winter garden, I was excited and I got some kale from a friend and I planted like some beans and stuff and I thought, I'm going to, it's winter garden. It's going to work. It's going to go. I live in a place where it rains all winter long, so I won't even have to like do the watering or the spring, you know, anything awesome. like that. So all my plants just stayed babies. So I'm seeing now if they're gonna grow and live or if they officially have like failure to thrive. Mm. I don't know. So it's just real weird. So can you eat a plant baby? Yeah, call it microgreen. <laughs> but it's just like a one bite instead of like yeah. a bigger bite. Okay. It's just a snack as you're tending the garden. <laughs> so basically you grow it for like several months and you get one bite out of it. <laughs> well, not usually. Usually, like the idea is that I was going to get several large things of kale. Right. It sounds much trendier when you say microgreen. I think you should market it as that. But that's what a microgreen is. You know, but if you think of it as a failed plant... <laughs> <laughs> or you say microgreen, yeah. I think it sounds much yeah. easier. And mine are probably like super jacked, not like in like pumped up yeah. type of way because they haven't been getting bigger, but they're still getting all these nutrients oh, and growing. So they're probably like super, super yeah, I'm probably growing superfoods in my yard is okay. probably what's happening. <laughs> I think um, as a side note, another word that you can add to make things sound classier is artisanal. <laughs> I grow some artisanal kale. <laughs> it's your artisanal microgreens. I think if you are artisanal garden, I know it looks it like mostly that, like you dirt. Can sell that, but it's artisanal. One dollar a leaf. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. But yeah, yeah that's a good, ooh, good. Anyways, tip. Jessica has her super vegetables. Yeah, my super vegetables. So, anyways, we'll see if those do anything. But I might be pulling them out here pretty soon so I can plant some tomatoes and stuff because yeah, I, I do have some things. Yeah, I've got some things right now in my kitchen. Well, currently it's not in my kitchen window. It's in my friend's kitchen window because she's babysitting my little seedlings. But um, my plant babies, yeah. And then, you guys, my loofah gourd didn't make it. Oh, boy. But high hopes. I think I'll try it again this year. But, oh, okay, here's a... I feel like I we've had this life update before about I know, your but gourd. this is what happens. I edit the podcast and I hear again. And each time I hear it, I, like, still am hoping that the loofah gourd will grow. Oh. And I just have never told the listeners that I did just rip it out because it was done. It did not grow any loofahs. So disappointing. But, okay, I read this article the other day, Beth. Let's hear about it. You can sprout seeds in your Instant Pot on the yogurt setting. Now, apparently this works the best for, like, real warm weather crops. I don't know if loofahs fall into that. But I have some loofahs. Like, I could experiment. I have enough extras that I could experiment. I did not know. I mean... The Instant Pot is amazing, and you hear about all kinds of things that you can make yeah. in there. I did not know that plants was one of those. <laughs> I didn't either, and I, like, read the article. And you already have one. It's this scientist who's also, like, a home gardener, mm-hmm. and so she just took her little, her scientific knowledge. You heard it here first, folks. And a, Unless you already read about it, then you heard it there first, but, um, Confirmed yeah. here. Yeah, she's a Canadian. Oh, I mean, Canadians are very smart. They are, yeah. yeah. So anyways, so I'm going to try that when I get back home. they got to be creative because they don't always have a lot of sun. Yeah. So they got to do some That, I will tell you, I think that was the problem with my winter garden mm. because the way my backyard is set up, and in the summer, it gets a different angle. The sun goes over at a different, like, trajectory than in the winter. Yeah. 
And so in the winter, I think it was being blocked by too many of the buildings around it, and it just doesn't get as, my yard doesn't get as much sunlight right. in the winter. So I think that's why my plant babies didn't grow. So, But on the positive side, I planted some peas, and they're doing great. So I haven't gotten the actual peas yet, but they're mm -hmm. like head starts. There's a head start on my summer garden. So Excellent. Some really smart peas. So just in case anyone was wondering how my garden's doing. Perfect. I always wondered. Do you? Do you really? Sometimes I do, because you talk yeah. about your garden a lot. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now's the very exciting time when, like, plants that have been dormant are starting to grow again. Yeah. I have a grapevine that, like, in the winter, grapevines look so sad. They're just sticks. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know any better, you'd think it was a dead plant. Right. But there's, it's getting these little baby leaves. It's very exciting. Awesome. So this is... I'm excited about my garden. It's so, um, Beth, I'm real curious. You said you had, like, a Oh, life it's going to sound like know. way more exciting than, it sounds exciting when you say it like that, but oh, it's more like I decided to change a product in my life for something oh. that's a little more eco-friendly. Okay. What was I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. So for a while now, I've been grappling with different things. Okay. So you know how there's like things in your life. Okay. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Great. So, okay. You know how most of the world thinks that tampons with applicators are... We're going somewhere with this. <laughs> I know. Tampons with applicators I'm are curious like, too, listeners. I don't know where this are is Are like normal, right? Like people are like, you have the applicator. But we grew up with a mom who was a healthcare professional who was like, actually, you don't need the applicators. You can use like the OB tampons that are like sans applicator. Right. And then when I told people that, they were like, you can't have a tampon without an applicator. I'm like, no, no, no. Like you don't actually need it because you just yeah. use it and then you throw yeah. it away. So you have right? a finger. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's the Diva Cup, so there's like the, yeah. you know, there's different levels. Yeah. So most of the world, women's world, believes that a razor is like a plastic thing that has like the little strips on it with the aloe vera or whatever to help you shave. That's what I believed a razor oh, was. I believed yeah. that was the kind of razor you needed to have in your life. Then, a couple years ago, Fred switched to safety razors. Yeah, I've been hearing about these. Yeah, see, this is why I think it's going to be exciting for you. Yeah, it is already. So, yeah, okay, so just so you guys know, a safety razor, it's like the opposite of what it sounds like. <laughs> I think a safety razor sounds like it's going to be safe. What I, what it is, is it's literally just the razor. Like, it's the razor blade. Yes. You see, like, a, in you know, someone breaking out of prison and they have, like, just a razor blade. Yeah. It's just, like, this flat, sharp thing. Like, that's what a safety razor is. Yeah. So, the opposite of what you think. Okay. It's actually way less safe than the kind that they make, like, with the plasticky kind. So, anyways. Okay. So, Fred switched to this and he's like, it takes a little bit longer to shave, but it's, like, a closer shave and it's better because then... Why does it take longer? Because you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And I'll show you why. Okay. <laughs> Later. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways... So Fred switched to these shape safety razors, and so then when you're done with the razor, you just, like, throw away the blade part. You're not throwing anything else away because the razor, the part that but you hold is metal. It's not like metal. you use the blade once. It's like... No, no, no. You'd you use, use it, it a while, but when you right. go to replace it, you're only replacing the blade. Exactly. So it's way better for the environment, and it's way better, actually, for your skin because the ones that they have, like, in the, you know, the marketed to average woman razors yeah. are like there's a bunch of extra stuff on it and so yeah. the extra stuff actually doesn't doesn't get a clo as close of a shave so you're shaving more often 
so then you're like irritating your skin more. So it's like so all by the extra stuff, do you mean like the little strip of like lotion? Yeah, and it's more than one razor stuff. in there. Like there's several razors right. in there. Okay, so the safety blade is one. It's razor. literally just one razor. I'll show you afterwards. Okay. So it's this one razor. So anyways, I Fred really likes it, and he has his whole like setup, and he has this like brush that he uses with this like paste that oh, creates yeah. a Fred's foam. Oh yeah, like old school with. He's the, got like the barbershop, a barbershop yeah. situation going on. Yeah. So anyways, he loves it. It's been great. So anyways, I am always like, first of all, I don't can't buy the razor blades that I normally would use down here, and so then I'd have to get them in Canada. And so I was like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> Bonus points if you know where that's from. So, anyways, I was like, what about a safety blade? That could be a great solution for me. So I looked on Amazon and I found one that was like safety razor, rose gold. So it Ooh, feels classy. Yeah. And it came with five razor blades for $20. Okay. And I was like, already I feel like I'm saving money because you're getting the whole razor yeah. and you're getting five blades, which will last for like two I years. Just, I don't okay, know. Like I just want to super clarify. Because so you're just replacing the Blade, not even the whole head, because there's a oh, lot of no. razors where you replace the That's head. That's what I'm saying. The, my old razor, I pop the head, head off, off yeah. and there's a bunch of plastic, and there's like that little strip of like yeah. green stuff. So is it hard to replace the razor? No. Okay. It's easy. It like, you twist the, the handle, and then it like opens up like a little flower, and then you just <laughs> like reach inside and pull the blade out, and oh, you put a new one, one in, and, and then you twist, twist it back it down. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. Everything's going to be different. I love it already. Anyways, I loved it when I opened it up. And before I tell you what happened, I will tell you. Um, so mom, my mom is also visiting right now. And mom brought it down for me because I ordered it on Amazon to her house because we yeah. can't order Amazon here. Anyways, so she brought it down and I was like, mom, I'm so excited. Let me tell you all about my safety razor. And she's like, um, back in my day, we just called those razors. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, you're talking about a normal razor. I was like. Yes. It's like those things where, like, millennials think they discovered mason jars. And <laughs> all the farmers are like, we've been using these for centuries, right? It's one of those things where it's like, we've discovered mason jars. Or, like, totally we've discovered home gardening. And it's like, actually, people did this to survive for, like, centuries. So, anyways, it's just a razor. Yeah. Take the word safety off and just think it's a razor. So anyways, um, that is my update, and I used it, and I cut myself a lot, and I can okay. show you on my leg. I had, like, a big cut, and it was bleeding, and Fred was like, the first time. This is what I want to know. Okay. Why were the razor companies lying to us? Because... It's like the tampon companies. What's wrong with you people? Because, like, they always would be like, this one has four blades instead of three. Yeah, you no, think wait, it's better. This one has five blades, and yeah. you're like, oh, and they say it gives you a closer shave. That's not. not true. Because there's guards in front of it. If you look at it, you can see that there's, like, little, like, wires across the top, or, like, things where it's not actually, like, going and flat against you your so skin. that's careful. Why yeah. do they call it a safety razor? No, that's what I'm saying about the, not the safety razor, but the, the actual razors. The actual, Whoa. The razors that have been lying to us for centuries. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Why do they call the other one a safety? Like, why aren't the It really is. It's super safety? dangerous. You could cut yourself and bleed okay, out kind so of razor. What the part I'd be the most concerned yeah, with It's really sharp. The knees. Like, oh, yeah. the knees. The knees, I actually didn't cut myself on that much. Really? Yeah, you just have to, like, you know, you have to, like, bend your knees yeah. so it's, like, real tight. Yeah. And then just go real slow. Also, this is the interesting thing. You shave with the grain instead of against the grain. You always think you should shave against the grain. Yeah. You go up on your leg. Yes. You see the women in the tubs and they do like one big long swish. 
and I was reading this article online and they were like, that is actually the worst way to shave because you only want to do like a couple inches at a time so that you can cut what? yourself. I know. This is what I'm saying. It feels life changing. <laughs> and so far, Gosh. I have a very large cut on my ankle that I've bled for a long time. I'm going to show Jessica I don't later. Know if you're like promoting this or not. It's no. hard to tell. It's like one of those things where you're like, it kind of hurt and I, I'm not fully sure about it, but I feel good about the decision that I'm making. <laughs> So maybe we should check in in three months and sure. see how yeah. things are going. Okay. Next recording session, we'll check in. But that's yeah. my update on safety razors. And if it really is as life-changing as I think it will be, I think I made a great decision. I have not thrown away my old razors yet. Yeah. I think that'll be the true test, you know? That is the true test, yeah. yeah. It's like when I gave I mean, away all my tampons after I discovered the Diva Cup, I was like, I never need these again. I did not give away all my tampons. Oh, I did. I was like, I've changed. Because, well, yeah, but I still keep tampons in my purse in case something comes up. Uh, and also, my other thought is, is what if somebody's over and then all of a sudden they need a tampon? I'm not that's a good them thought. Diva cup. I mean, it's valid. I don't think I'd lend anyone my Diva <laughs> Yeah. Cup. There are certain things that you don't lend to people. No, nope. nope. yeah. that's one of them. Totally. Anyways, so, that's my that safety razor life very update. Very exciting, Beth. Yeah. I feel really interested to see what happens. I'm curious. Life. Well, we should talk about that more because our next episode is going to talk about subscription services and what yes. subscription services do for a razor. Ooh, maybe you need to stitch it. <sighs> Change your life. I know. I know. Okay. I just have another update. Okay. It's sort of a wah-wah. Uh, so yeah. I feel like maybe I should start it again and end mm. it on the beautiful gardening, but maybe you can think of another update that's exciting again. Okay. Here's I've got my one. update. Okay. The pandemic, I'd like to blame the pandemic. It's probably more just my fault. Um, I have not been doing my like weekly budget meetings, mm. so weekly, and I'm like getting back on track now. But even I'm, with your reward system, you yes. haven't been promising yourself a glass of wine. Oh, I forgot about my reward system. Nope, yeah, there's the problem right there. Get some wine, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> well, I think that so many things changed with the with routines during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and it worked really well when I had a routine for it. Mm-hmm. But now some of my routines have changed. So I think I actually need to change it to a different day of the week. Mm. Maybe that's helpful. But, yeah, it's definitely a want-want that I just have realized if I keep getting behind on it, and then that's not mm-hmm. helpful. And then I feel stressed about finances. And then once I sit down and look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, I know where I'm going. I know mm-hmm. what's happening. But when you've not looked at your mm. finances for two or three months, you don't want to look at it. You're just like, oh, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. It's too much stuff to look through and But you check feel so much better after you do. Well, yeah, you do, but it's like cleaning out why, the fridge. Well, that's why I like doing it every week. Mm-hmm. It's easier. It's easier, yeah. It, yeah, things that you just regularly maintain are so much better. Yeah. This is actually leading me into another life update. Well, mini life update. Oh, I don't know if we can call it a life update, but a something I may micro change. Micro life update. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. Let me tell you what it is. Artisanal first. life update. Artisanal. Yes. So I, I believe in composting. I'm a big composter. Yes. I was reading this article the other day that's like, really great compost pile to be the best. You should turn it every day. Every day? Yeah. I thought that it was like every few months. Yeah. So what I usually end up doing is like not turning it until I'm ready to use it in the garden, oh. which I know is not good because it's not helping it break down. And so they're like, really, you're okay if you turn it like a cu- every couple days or maybe once a week, but they're like, daily's really best. And so that made me think, you know what, maybe it actually would be better and easier if I just turned it every day. Yeah, Gretchen Rubin always says that. 
I know. She says, thing, what does she say? Things you do every day. You, Easier you, to do things, like, all the time rather than once in a while. Most of the time. Something. Well, even most, most of the, the time. time. Yes. Like, you, going on a walk every day yeah. is better than going to the gym, like, once a week. Which I found that to be really true. Yeah. And I'm definitely a big routine person. And I do love going outside in my garden. Like, yeah. or maybe how hard would it be every time? Like, I could even get in the habit of, like, okay, every time I go dump the compost out, that's when I turn it. Right. The problem is, it's just not fun turning compost. Okay, I have... Several questions. The first is, okay. do you use worms in your compost? Have you put some worms in there? I don't put them in there. They come. Okay. They just yeah, come so I always, uh, this is so nerdy, but I get really excited when I see the I worms in there. Worms. And I'm like, my little guys, okay, keep eating the compost, do your job. I get really excited. Yeah. I used to go hunting for earthworms when it rained. I love them. Yeah. They're my favorite. Oh, I love them too, but the nerdy part is I'm like, oh, the compost is They've doing come. the right thing. Yeah. yeah. If I have healthy compost, I have worms. Yeah. Okay, second question. Have you considered fashioning a large, exciting, stirring stick for your compost? Like That's what needs to happen. I think you need a big stick. Well, and maybe you need to, like, paint the handle teal or something. And then you'd be like, I'm going to go use my big stir stick. So, see, okay, here's the food or like dilemma. Like a rake? Oh, okay. They sell uh, composting bins that have, like, a turning. Oh, why don't you get one of those? It's, like, hundreds of dollars. Oh, like several hundred dollars. I mean, hmm. I'm pulling that number out of my deepest memories of my yeah. in my mind. But I feel like to get like a good one that's going to turn well. Because right now, I just have a DIY one. I got a plastic trash bin. Right. Like a big old, you know, big yeah. trash can. Poked a bunch of holes in it. That's the type of, that's the pile. Oh, like it's it just in a bucket. Yeah. Okay. Like, picture Oscar the Grouch metal trash can. It's just a plastic version of that. Okay, so it is in a big bucket, which makes it very difficult to turn. Mmm. Because I feel like if it was in, like, a big, like, open pit somewhere, then you could, like, stir it easier. So, and that's the, so I think I just need to rethink my composting game. But in your backyard, it's not, like, so big. And that, see, these are all the problems. Ugh. So, it's just kind of tough. If anyone has any ideas. I know, tell tell me. Tell us, yeah. Um, but I message. do kind of like your idea about a fun stirring stick because I think it probably does need to stay out there. Or like a rake or something the, that would be well, easier than See, but like. the problem with all these things is like plastic would break. Like oh, I would just yeah. break it in the compost bin. And metal will rust because it will be left outside. Ooh, you need. And so I just need a special. Silicone. I don't know. Silicone makes the mushy mushy seem to be hard. No, silicone need can be hard. <laughs> I'm questioning everything. I'm thinking about a giant spatula. That's what I'm imagining. Oh, maybe it can you know, like be a hard. silicone I'm spatula. I'm imagining the silicone ones. Like, I have a basting brush that's silicone. Oh, or like the molds or something. Yeah. No, but they can make hard silicone. I don't you know if they a giant spatula. Silicone. Go to a baking store. you know what? Store. I probably should look. I just probably should look at some gardening supply and see. Because having a nice tool that does it, and honestly, probably it's probably easier to turn the more you turn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. So, that's something I've been considering in my garden because... Yeah, that is a big I, decision. I love composting. Yeah, I think it's great. But... I don't compost, but I really, really admire people who do. I will. So, I also was reading that how eggshells and coffee grounds in particular yeah. are really good. Yeah. So, I started saving them in a separate bowl. Oh, yeah. So, now I have two compost bowls in my kitchen. Whoa. Yeah. This is how much I love composting. But it was so fun. So, I just waited till the eggs, like... I filled up the bowl, got it all full, and then 
This was so fun. I got it all dry and then I just crunched it and mixed it together. And something about the crunching of the eggs into teeny tiny pieces mixed with the smell of coffee grounds. It was so, like, it was a very sensory, very fun experience. Like this is so fun. So I just crunched it all up and then I sprinkled it on my bread. And okay, I can understand that. Like when you crunch a dry leaf, it feels kind of satisfying. Yeah, but you just keep crunching till they're too crunchy. I'm really glad that you enjoyed that. <laughs> that does not sound like something that I would do. <laughs> I would not spend so my time earlier that. today you were telling your friends like how we're alike in our oh, yeah. DIYness. Like and I that. didn't say this out loud, but I thought we are, but we're different in the things we like to DIY. Oh, yeah, like a lot true. of times the things that I'm like, I'll just spend money and you're like, I'll do it. And the things that I'm like that you would be like, I'm just gonna spend the money or have someone else do it for me. Right. Are the things that I'm like, I wanna take it. Like crunching your own eggshells? Yeah. It was so like I didn't think I would enjoy it that much, but I loved it. So you heard it here first. Free fun. Crunch your eggshells. Build your own science worlds experience yeah. in your kitchen. I mean, we did promise in the intro that this would be full of great life hacks and frugal. Fun, free things fun, to do. Frugal. Fabulous. Just play with your trash. <laughs> okay, oh, well, if anyone know. has any compost thoughts, yeah, tell me. We welcome I them. I would love to chat about compost. Uh, All right. Yeah. Any other life updates for you? Yeah, I will do one more. We've talked about this a lot, but when we talked about this a lot, (laughs) maybe I've talked about it a lot. Okay. Okay, So Fred and I, um, we're living in Canada. We're in Guatemala now, but we were in Canada, and uh, I became a Canadian citizen a couple years ago, and um, we had a baby. And so in Canada, when you have a baby, you are eligible for a tax credit. Mm-hmm. where they send you money every month for having the baby. Mm-hmm. Also, for those of you who are thinking, I should move to Canada, think to yourself, the benefits are great, but the process is really long. So it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I applied to be a resident, it took 19 months for them to process my application. So mm-hmm. just factor that in as you're listening to the story. So anyways, <laughs> it's great. So Canada is very socialist in its beliefs. So there's like healthcare and like all that kind of stuff for a long time but mm-hmm. these tax benefits for people who have babies are really great because then it helps offset the cost of daycare and all that kind of stuff so anyways Fred and I were like well we live here we think we're still eligible for this tax credit mm-hmm. so we applied for the tax credit like online and they were like denied you don't actually live here and I was like but wait I've read a lot of things that tell me that I'm still a factual resident of Canada because we get paid in Canada, mm-hmm. we pay taxes in Canada, mm-hmm. we have stuff in Canada, we're planning to return to Canada, but even though we're here right now, we're still eligible. Mm-hmm. So Fred was like, okay, Beth, I know it's like really annoying, but I think you need to call them and we need to figure out like what paperwork we need to do to mm-hmm. just like get this tax credit. Because once you get it, you get it every month until the child is 18. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like a, re- like, this is like, if you spend a couple hours on the phone, you could be making thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, so let me try to remember, because it's been a week. It's been a long process. Okay. It's like 10 months. So I applied, and they were like, no, and then I like sent some more paperwork, and they were like, no. no. And then I called, and they said, oh, you need to fill out this form. So then I filled out the form, and then they sent me another form, and I had filled that out. And then they were like, you still don't qualify. So at this point, it's December of last year. And I was like, I don't know if I can do it anymore. Mm. Anyways, I called them again. And I was like, look, I just think there's been a misunderstanding. 
and they're like, oh, they sent you this letter, but actually that last form that you sent in, they haven't finished processing yet. Oh my gosh. So just wait a few weeks and then it'll probably be great. So then wait a few weeks, get this letter, and we get not only for that one month, but they backdated all of the so ones for like the several months that we had been in process waiting for it. So we got this deposit of like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Which was awesome. But then I was looking at the paperwork and I was mm. like, oh, interesting. So they say like how much you make on there because they base how much they give you based on how much you make. Right. So the less you make, the more money you get from the government. The more you make, the less money you're going to get because okay. I guess they don't think you need as much money. Anyways. Okay. So I was looking at it, and it said that we had made a double of what we actually made in the year. And I was like, this oh. number is literally double of what we made. I said, yeah. we do not make this much money. So I called them, and they're like, oh, yeah, when you filled out that form, oh, no. you had you claimed your income. Uh-huh. But I didn't read the fine print where it said, like, don't claim anything that you've already claimed on your taxes. I, like, missed it. Oh. So basically, I claimed it on my taxes, and then I claimed it again, being like, we made this much money this year. Right. And they counted it twice so then the tax credit that we were getting was still great it was like two hundred dollars a month but i was like i know that it's supposed to be more than that so anyways called again and then they told me fill out this other form you have to send us basically saying i made a mistake here's a copy of my like notice of assessment and blah 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 here's everything that happened your husband also has to write a separate letter Uh on a different day saying the exact same thing and include his notice of assessment. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. So we wrote these letters, we sent it in. And then just like two weeks ago, I think, I got another deposit of like several thousand dollars for like the backdated of what we should have been getting because Canada is so nice and forgiving. They're like, this is what you should have been getting all along. Here you go. Congratulations. So basically we got a bunch of money, which was really great. And it's helpful because we use it to like, we have... Um, we have like a nanny so we use it to pay the nanny and it's really helpful and it's like it's not just like extra money that we're like we're gonna go to Disney World although maybe we will but um, it's helpful money to help help with the cost of your child yeah so anyways but it all came at one time in this instance so now going forward it's like $400 a month which is remarkable and feels like shocking that you could just get that money just for having a baby yeah so anyways as you're listening, American listeners, think to yourself, it is great. The end of the story is great, but think, if I tried to move to Canada yeah. to get this tax benefit, it's longer than you think. Yeah. Anyways. I think the other moral of that story maybe just would call. be, yeah, just make the phone call. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you have, if you know that the answer is not quite the right thing, you have to ask the question more than once. Mm. Or call again and talk to a different person. Yeah, like, I mean, even think about this, like, if you've had medical things, oh. and you're just like, you need to talk to a different oh. doctor, or, like, you're telling yeah. them, like, no, I know myself, this is not right, like, right. like it's, it's worth it to pursue else. it, if you really know, like, it, it will right. be worth that effort. Also, if you are talking to them, and they, like, don't quite seem like they know what they're talking about, you could say <laughs> something like, is there, and, you know, can you point me in the direction of someone who an expert in this or like you know like something along the lines of like do you know anyone who can answer this question better I've definitely asked that before and say things like oh like am I talking to the right department like is this something that maybe I should be talking to a different department about oh that's a nice way to phrase it mm. in my head I'm trying to think well how do you say that without yeah coming or you just insulting to the person or you just call back yeah. anyways that's my update so it's sometimes it's worth like calling and I am a firm believer I'm like 
whenever they're woo, whenever they're like, oh yeah, you just have to, you know, like send an email or do the online chat. I'm like, nope, I'm calling. I need to talk to an actual person because I know if I talk to an actual person, I'm going to get a better result. So yeah. anyways, that is my last um, life update. This has been fun to, know, you know, just nice chat. To be in person. Yeah, it's good to be in the same room and under the same blanket, which just <laughs> fell off of the door that, that it was, was hanging the, on. That was the woo and, you just heard. And we're holding it up so that it doesn't touch the microphone. So anyways, yeah. this episode has been crafted with special care and blanket sustain. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back soon with some more awesome and more practical content. For you about how to continue to live a frugally fabulous life. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Don't bind to the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no. Cause every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's at. We do the budget dance. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Thanks to mom for teaching us that if you call, you can always get what you want. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Maybe not always. <laughs> Do you remember mom would always call and she would always somehow talk someone into, she'd be like, I just think it would be best. I think it would be best if this could happen. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Mom. You can subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. And please tell a friend about our podcast. It is how a lot of people find the podcast. Yeah, we would love it if you would share. You can find us on social media at Pod. You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. And together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place.